experts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Okay, thank you and welcome to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm your host, Eric Whiteman, partner and financial advisor here at the XML Financial Group. I want to jump right into it today because Intel, symbol INTC, well, they announced that they were going to buy back a boatload, a boatload of stock. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, Intel announced earnings and the numbers looked pretty good, but they said going forward, they were going to be delayed on their new chip product by about six months because of production problems. Now, this has been an ongoing issue with Intel for a while now, and the market didn't like this one bit. And what happened is, well, the stock went from 60 to 50. Apparently, Intel thinks this is just crazy. So they're turning around and they're putting their money to work. They're buying back 10 billion, 10 billion dollars worth of stock, which by my calculation is about 4% of the outstanding shares. And here's a quote from their 8K filing. Intel believes that its common stock is at this time or at the time of this announcement is trading well below intrinsic value and that these repurchases are prudent at this time, given the strength of the company's balance sheet. That's a pretty strong announcement, especially when you talk about yourself in the third person. This $10 billion repurchase is an accelerated buyback. It's part of an ongoing $20 billion repurchase. And I'm bringing this up because we've talked about Intel favorably here on the show, but because I wanted to applaud their actions. Way too many times, companies are buying back shares when they probably shouldn't. Not all share buybacks are created equal. There are good ones and, well, they're not so good ones. When the market is rocking and rolling and everyone's doing well, all too many companies decide, hey, we're going to use all this money and buy back our stock. And the problem with that is, is that they're overpaying for it. And when you pay more than what the stock is worth, well, you end up destroying shareholder value. When the market is doing poorly and the stock prices are down, companies are worried and they want to husband all their cash. If they have the fun, uh, financial wherewithal, well, they should be buying back their undervalued stock, right? When you pay less than the stock is worth, well, you create shareholder value over the long term. So for the most part, I think companies usually get it backwards. But in this case, I think Intel has it right. The big news so far for this week is the shuffling of the deck in the Dow Industrial Averages. You probably heard about it. But on Monday afternoon, the folks over at S&P Dow, well, they announced that Exxon, Pfizer, and Raytheon, well, they're going to be dropped out of the industrial average. And it's going to, they're going to be replaced by Salesforce, Amgen, and Honeywell. Uh, Honeywell, they're being at it. I have to tell you, I was a little bit befuddled by the decision to swap Exxon, which has been in the Dow since oh 1928, I think it is, when it was uh, Standard Oil of New Jersey. Anyhow, Exxon's getting dropped. 
and being replaced by Salesforce. Now, having both Exxon and Chevron in index really didn't make much sense either. So, well, Salesforce it is. It is the original cloud play. And I talked last week about how after Apple splits its stock, it's going to have less of an impact on the index. And that's because the Dow is a price-weighted index, meaning the higher your stock price, the more weight you carry. So with Apple trading at over $500 a share, it has the most impact on the Dow average. Now, come Friday, when it splits four for one, it's going to drop down to about 17th. So technology has about a 27, 28% weighting in the Dow. Well, that's going to drop down to about 23% with the Apple split and with Salesforce being average uh, at it. So the Dow is going to have a little bit less tech exposure. And common sense is going to tell you that you should see these stocks, Exxon, Pfizer, and Raytheon, trading lower as the index funds in the ETFs make their adjustments to the, their portfolios. And Honeywell, CRM, and uh, Amgen trade higher for a while because, well, the index funds are forced buyers. If Raytheon, symbol RTX, if it goes below the $60 mark, I'd be looking at adding to my position. Raytheon is one I started uh, buying for myself and clients uh, probably a month or two ago, and we've talked about it here on the show. Bottom line is, is that you could see these stocks bouncing around because of the rebalancing for the next week or so. And also, don't forget, it is the end of August, so volume is on the light side. So the price swings may be a little bit more than what you would normally see. Let's talk about the market, the big picture stuff. And yes, I usually focus on the fundamentals, but we do talk about the big picture, the macro outlook here. You know, we've had a remarkable bounce off the bottom. And if you compare it to past recessionary markets, I think you'd have to conclude that stocks are way overvalued here. Because, but, well, when you think about it, this really wasn't your normal type of recession, was it? Nonetheless, you have to imagine that the market is susceptible to a pullback here. Since we hit the bottom back in March, the market has gone up because of multiple expansion, meaning how much people are willing to pay for a dollar of earnings or a dollar of a company's earnings. This actually makes sense because interest rates have dropped. In other words, fixed income is hard to buy because it doesn't pay you anything. So investors are opting to buy stocks instead. My guess would be that the multiple won't expand much further. Most of the effects of all the stimulus money we have, well, they're already known. And there's been a lot of discussion about growth and value. And I would think that a sell-off in the bond market would ignite a big rotation out of growth into value, thus driving up the deep cyclical stocks versus the defensive stocks. That's why I've been suggesting people look at things like the material and industrial stocks, along with some of the energy names. I know folks at home, you're scratching your head and you're saying a sell-off in the bond market would make stocks go up. That sounds like crazy talk. I know it's counterintuitive. A sell-off in bonds would tell me the economy is healing 
is ready to start standing on its own two feet. Who knows? But if that's the case, you could see the defensive types, uh, defensive type stocks struggle for a while. Now, for the sake of disclosure, I sold a lot of these too early. But looking at some of the valuations of these stocks that they're carrying now, you got to scratch your head. Now, I'm not saying sell because I try not to talk about the sell side on the show. It's just too specific. It depends on a lot of things that I just don't know about you, like your cost basis, your goals. Well, you get the idea. But as an example, look at something like P&G, Procter & Gamble, fine company. It really is. I mean, it's a terrific business, well-run, fortress balance sheet, the whole kit and caboodle, right? Well, PG is trading at about 27 times earnings. And according to Value Line, looking back over the last 15 years, the highest yearly average for the PE was back in 2017 when it was 22 times earnings. So 22 times earnings versus 27 now. Now, I don't want to pick on Procter & Gamble, but there are a lot of defensive stocks out there that look expensive to me. If you have more than a three-year time horizon, and if you can look out a little bit farther down the road, I think you should look at the things that no one likes now. That's how you get bargains. I've talked about Caterpillar, symbol CAT, under $140. I've already mentioned uh, Raytheon, symbol RTX, under 60 And I just bought another industrial stock for myself and my clients last week, and I'll probably get a chance to talk about that and. Uh, the coming weeks here. I'd also look at something like maybe a Chevron, symbol CVX at $86. It's paying a 6% dividend while you're waiting for the re- for the economy to recover. If you think the economy is going to recover, well, it might be something you want to research. You always need to do your own research. You don't just buy something because you read about it or heard it on TV. You always need to make sure it's right for you and has a place in your portfolio. Well, you are, you know that. Okay, that's about all the time we have for today. If you have questions or you need help, give us a call. The number is 301-770-5234, or you can email me at podcast, which is plural, podcast at xmlfg.com. I'll be back next week. And until then, remember, It's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. This has been Eric Whiteman, and this has been Common Sense Investing. You've listened to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. 
No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.